Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip, you won't be Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday. It's 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan, Brett Fessley, Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness. Ready to go for one more day before we shut her down and uh, start all over again. Uh, it's just all a buzz. The whole thing's a buzz. The suns are the story of the day, especially here in the Robert Sarver, th- Sarver thing. We were talking about it off the air before, and everybody's chatting away about Robert Sarver and uh, the allegations of racism and misogyny and a toxic work environment and everything else. And I will start by saying I am no Suns fan. We talked about it yesterday. I am no Sarver fan. I'm a Suns fan. No Sarver fan at all. Never have been. Uh, that's been clear the whole way. But uh, I do think we're in a very slippery position here to say, all right, let's take away from anybody who has multiple complaints from employees without any proof, whatever it is they've built. You don't have to like the guy, but to sit back and say, all right, we got a group of employees. This is a hit job. To me, this is a hit. This, this is a group of employees saying, I don't like Michael Scott at the office. He makes jokes that because that's essentially all I when I what I read yesterday and I'll reserve judgment in case more comes out. But what I read yesterday was no different than what we saw every Thursday night on The Office on NBC with Michael Scott thinking the office was his playground, thinking all the employees thought he was funny and thinking he was just, you know, a great boss. Yeah. Didn't know was oblivious to what people thought of him. And would make jokes and walk away, and I nailed it. And then everybody looked and rolled their eyes and be like, this guy, what a moron. I don't think what he's done is illegal or terrible or uh, any any sort of like, uh, you know, you have to lose your position or your job or, your, or you can't own this thing anymore. Um, what he's done is just inappropriate, a little awkward, um, certainly over the line a few times. But it isn't – it's just uh, – it's not illegal. It's more just kind of unsavory. And I don't know. Look, you can get rid of a guy for that. But when there's no paperwork, nobody ever filed anything. There's nothing. It's all he said, she said. This is a hit job. 
Yeah. This is a hit. This is a hit on a guy who's basically like, we don't like him. We've never done a thing about it, but we all banded together. We got ESPN involved, and I, I don't understand how ESPN ran that story because every movie I've ever watched about a news media outlet trying to get a guy, the one thing was the editor, you've given me nothing. I need proof. There's no smoking gun. There's no email. There's no tape. doesn't need to be anymore, the, though. The Donald Sterling thing that happened a few years ago, you're right. Unfortunately. A few years ago with the Clippers, Donald Sterling, there was audio tape of him doing exactly what people said. If I remember right, I may be wrong. It was a little. Chris, Chris Paul played for that team, that Clipper team, when that all went. And like the whole team said, we're not playing tonight. They had, I think they canceled the game. But the whole Clipper team said when they found out and heard it, it's like, we're not playing. Doc Rivers was the coach. I remember him going, I don't even know what to do about this. I do not want to work for this person now that I know this. But there was the smoking gun, the evidence, the the Yelled proof. at his uh, girlfriend, right, at the time. Right. For, what for, are you for, hanging out with Magic Johnson Right. For? For, and he wasn't just saying Magic Correct. Johnson. He was saying a lot. He, he was saying a lot of horrible stuff, and it was a lot of it was recorded. Also a hit job, but with proof. This one, to me, seems like we don't like the boss. Let's gather around and talk about it. And ESPN's very clever. In the first uh, paragraph of the article, it says, we interviewed over 70 people. That doesn't mean all of them said the same thing. No. That means that they got a bunch to say, I watched him do something stupid. I watched, interview everybody. What are some stupid things that happened while you worked at the yeah, Suns? Yeah, tell me about working for the Suns. And maybe it is a sucky place to work. Maybe he is just impossible. Maybe he's just an awful human being. I, I That does not surprise me. I've seen him. I've been one row behind the guy at a game before, and there is a, a, a odd, I don't want to say creepy, but an odd vibe that just permeates off of him of ego and arrogance. And uh, it's just not – he's one of those uncomfortable guys. He's one of those dudes who was never popular in high school that got something, and now all of a sudden he's – he swings it around. And you're like, he just doesn't give you that comfortable feeling. That doesn't mean he shouldn't work. That doesn't mean we find everything he's done wrong. I have a problem hanging people for he said, she said words when they're isolated over a 17-year period. And you've got like five or six incidents. And one guy really hates him. And the current, the current group is like, we don't know anything about what you're saying. Devin Booker's like, it's disturbing. What I'm hearing, but I in my seven years, I've seen nothing of this. He didn't even know Earl Watson and Sarver, you know, had a beef. Um, Monty Williams, the coach, is like, it's not the place I know, but, you know, kind of reserving judgment because it's delicate to say I'm on his side, and then you find out later, oh, no, we got all sorts of stuff saying this guy's terrible. It To me, it's a hit job. It's a complete and utter, and we, most can, time we can I, hang him in the court of public opinion yeah. long before. It's already been it's done. more or less done. It's done. And the Suns fans, by the way, this is more of a media trick. The Suns fans last night, I was at the game. They don't care. The jokes that were going around my section, the people that I talked to, I didn't like go around interviewing folks, but I mean, I chatted with a couple of people and they're like, this is, this is weird. We've all, every person kind of to a man said the same thing. If it's true and it comes out that it's true, it's not, it's, it's a bad look and he's probably got to go. But we've all worked for somebody that said crazy things and you just you just brush it off and move on. Now if the guy is hindering your progress at work in your way, you file paperwork. If you if you can't go to HR at your at your job, then there's a huge problem. And if that comes out as like I could not do it. I tried and they said no. You got something. Cuz then you go to lawyers and you say they wouldn't even let me do it. But this he said she said thing, maybe Robert Sarver did all this. Maybe he did. But without evidence, it starts to become 
uh, a real slippery slope, and we all have little nooses around our necks if this is the type of thing that can get you bounced. Because I start the morning every, every day saying something horrible to you, Brady, when I walk in the room. What's up? And then usually there's something you'd have to beep on the radio, whether it's uh, misogynistic, horrible cuss, a slur. Brett comes in every morning and pretty much says, morning, mother... Oh, oops, geez, my beeper didn't work. <laughs> and does it mean that you're uh, uh, you know, insensitive to people who have had incest in their life? No. Yeah. It just is a, we're friends. Yeah. We're pals. We're I guys. Know, I know we're and guys. It's the guy and, from yeah. ESPN asked me, how do you guys greet yourself in the morning? Or how does John greet you in the morning? And I tell him that story. And you're mad at me. No, it's not even mad. Just, just, just imagine you were, story. though. Now he'll take that and go, can you But imagine this? you were. Yeah. You're a disgruntled employee. Yeah. And you come back and say, oh, the things he said to me. Back when we were pals, the things I said to him were bad. But then we had a falling out. And now I'm going to take all the times that John said something that looked bad now. And I'm going to make him his normal routine. You're done, man. Right, cook me. Because I have no issue saying it. I probably this week have walked into the office and called you some tor- something horrible. If it was in print and you said, I don't like him and this is what he says to me every morning, people would be like, John is a horrible person and Brady hated working with him. Because that's what you know now. It wouldn't – and oh, well, I don't think you do. But if then I came it in, starts finger-pointing because you could say, well. Right. So now I say, well, Brady also, me. first off, laughed at it all the time. And the things Brady said were – now what? Yeah. Now everybody's guilty. If yep. I came in and one of you guys didn't say something like that or I didn't say it to you, I'd be like, what's wrong? Something's wrong. Yeah, Brett yeah. walked in with his normal. It's his morning hug. Good morning, mother. <laughs> down the hall. <laughs> and we were like, Brett, that's enough. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus, something's going on. Yeah. We have what you would consider in writing a wildly toxic work environment. Construction sites. I imagine you guys listening are thinking to yourselves, Wildly toxic work environment. Uh, every woman who Any looks place amazing. Busting balls. Mechanics shops. Mechanics body shops. shops yeah, body that, shops. Yeah. Some of the worst ones are women who want to let you know, I'm not going to be that lady. So they go crazy with weird things they say, and you're like, oh, just to prove they're cool. I've sat at a dinner with our owner, Ginny Morris, who is buttoned up. She's great, but, you know, she's a human being. And we're sitting at a table. And she said some stuff that was like in a joking fashion and looked at me like, it's okay. It wasn't bad. There's was nothing about it that I could ever report that was like, you know, she made a joke and loosened the room. Yeah. Because it's like, guys, don't be uptight just because I'm kind of queen of the whole thing. You can relax a little. And she, you know, it was political. If I remember right, the thing that was like, whoa, it was a political rip. And I'm like, that's okay, good. She can, she is human. I have to remember beyond being the star of this entire program. Uh, at Hubbard, she's a human being and just wants to have a conversation. And she has to feel that room out now. And Constantly. it's more and more difficult for someone in Yeah, in that we, position we talked to do about that. that. She said it to me. She said, How do you navigate this world? And I said, How do you? We're at stake forty four. I'm like, How do you navigate this world? Yep. Because this is a strange one. Our our broadcast company just went through this with a he said, she said uh, thing up in uh, Chicago. And it wasn't even when we owned them, but there was a, a misstep in the investigation that turned out to be 
All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Uh, the 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 plank that got kicked out from under the feet of people that were like, okay, we can't we can't move on. And again, the biggest thing we worried about, I think, from my limited knowledge of what happened up there, was the court of public opinion. If you support the employee that's that's under fire, and it turns out kind of later that there's evidence of it, what does the city say about you? What does the surrounding area say about you? Because it isn't about the person that's in trouble; it's about the image you project after. And so now the sons are in that position. It's like if they stand by him, and you've, you've got a pretty decent situation with an African-American general manager and head coach. And if those guys are willing to say, I'm waiting because I haven't seen any of this, well, you got to put that in the same category as people said, well, I have. You have to look at the other people that say, this guy has never once exhibited the behavior that's being presented. That has to be weighed equally. It's, it's you know, the, the N-word use and all the other stuff has more weight in the news, then somebody saying, no, he doesn't. It's more interesting to hear the person throwing out all the accusations than it is the person saying, never seen anything like this. I don't know anything. So the interviewed 70 people, I don't know how many of the 70 were all just in tears every day on a drive to work. It's tough to work for an asshole. It is. Yeah. I've done it. I think we've all done Everybody's it. Everybody's done it. And it's hard. And what my objective was to work with an asshole was uh, do my job the best I can do it for me, tolerate him. And uh, if everything came down to it, because he wasn't really any, he wasn't doing anything terribly illegal. It's just hard to work with. He was just a difficult human being. And uh, and then in that case, you just when when another opportunity comes up, you consider leaving. And That's usually, uh, like the situations in Sarver's case, Sarver being the overall guy, yeah, he hires hitmen, basically his his heavies to watch out, you know, because. Working for the Suns, one of the toughest things is, is look, it's ticket sales. So anyone in that department is going to have days that are like, hey, start, you got to sell these tickets. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. It is. You got a guy screaming and at you. Any that kind, that kind of atmosphere is competitive. Well, one of the people they interviewed had worked there for 24 years and was let go right before the finals in sales. And he said, if anybody's got a, an axe to grind, it's me. Yeah. And he goes, there were days, tough days. There were easy days. And he goes, it wasn't that bad. It was a workplace. So I don't, you know, I think the dangerous thing for me is the, uh, and it is kind of, there's, it's Michael Scott. It's the office. If, if the office was a real place uh, and you did that documentary like they really did and you watched it, you'd be like, this guy should be fired for the 3,000 uh, things that nobody ever, fi- they just dealt with. They went to work and like this, this boss of ours is a moron. But we get our job done because his moronic stuff that he's busy dealing with makes it so our jobs are actually kind of easier. He's not paying attention. He doesn't have his eye on the real ball. So I just think it's really – I think the dangerous part is is now you're going to get into a battle of, all right, we don't like him. We said things that – we have no proof, but we said these things. They're terrible. Maybe he actually did it. And now you're going to just go out and hang everybody. Everybody's on the news. And so Robert Sarver, like you said, he's got hitmen. He's got people. And he's 
more than likely looking at all the Facebook and Instagram accounts of the people who have accused him and the the writers and the ESPN people and everything. And by the way, ESPN, big set of balls on ESPN because Chris Berman still works there. And if you recall, he was sexually harassing people like crazy. He said, she said, and proof they had video of it. Uh, you've had several accounts that that place is awful to work. and everything. So, I mean, yeah, so what's the end? Hall? They you throw know, stones at this. Everybody's got a workplace complaint. Every I love it here. And I sit back and think to myself, well, that shouldn't happen. That, we all hear and do and say things that are like, oof, man, if somebody was angry and heard that, that would be a different animal. It's just it's, it's the perception of the person hearing it. So a couple of the things was a lady overhearing a conversation amongst men in a locker room. And she didn't like it because she's family-oriented, and he offered up women to the Suns team to say, in a joking fashion, if I could send women to your rooms in Los Angeles, would you guys at least be in your beds by curfew? Yeah. And the lady's like, I am a family woman and take family very seriously, and some of these men are married. And it's like, okay, you're uptight is what you are. So, But that's in there. That's misogyny. That's treating women. And maybe he does. Maybe he does treat women poorly. But there's nothing, no paperwork to say like 70 employees over time have filed against him and said, this guy said this and I can't work here anymore. And it's just very, just somebody needs to do, nobody did a thing. So if you don't have paperwork, you don't have much of anything other than maybe the truth Here's and a maybe not. Story. But I think, I think the die is cast and I think Robert Sarver is going to have to go, which to me is the dangerous thing. I don't like There it. is a conduct in the uh, uh, ownership. Sure. NBA that oh, he was, he's control. an idiot. Oh, yeah. And it, it proved they out. They say, well, all right, yep, you're going to have to sell the team. The investigation's coming. But guess what? Now everybody that's in the NBA that's like, I don't like our owner, you what want, do you guys got? Let's take a look. You yeah. got anything? Because now the NBA sets itself up to stand on thin Interview ice. Interview all the teams. Yeah, they stand on thin ice every time. And they say this guy, one time a while ago, uh, jokingly uh, rapped a Drake song. And, uh, and he did it with an accent. And it was very, very insulting to us. Because now uh, that sounds terrible. He would go around and do a, a black accent, and he'd start, oh, okay, well, he's out. Well, he can't do that. He's, he's making fun of the players. Like, he wasn't at the time. It's context, but it's a dangerous it's world. It, 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 it comes from almost a humor side of it. What? What a person thinks, oh, this might be funny, or this, uh, this person won't take that serious. Funny then isn't funny people. now. Look at right. The Office. The Office yep. went off the air in 2011 and would not fly for a second today. With all the people flipping out about, you know, my boss did that and this. Like, you can't have the fun in this. Like, that's the whole point of the show is that this dude's oblivious to his own, his own people's perception. Of him. He thinks he's king of the world. And I think Robert Sarver thought that. I own this team. I got, I, you know, these guys find me. They think I'm, I'm a good guy. I'm hilarious. We've all known that dude who thinks he's just a riot. <laughs> and he's not funny at all. He's just, he just makes you go, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> they're on right now. <laughs> they're everywhere. But yeah, it's just that guy at the office. You're like, oh, he, and they swing at every pitch. I always call those people the uh, the the, the uh, they swing at every damn pitch because they come in and oh, there's something going on. Here's something I think, and they're just every joke is a bomb, one after another. They're the guy that sends you 400 memes a day, and like two are okay. The dude's swinging at everything. Ball's in the dirt, up high, inside, outside. He's just swinging. And he's going to get one every once in a while, but he's hitting like 89. And it's terrible. He's that guy. He's like, this dude sends me nonsense constantly, and I'm sick of it. Why don't you tell him to stop?
if I do, he's going to get upset because he thinks he's funny. He thinks I laugh at all of them. If you're ever a person that says the words, how come you never respond to my memes? Just know you're probably sending too many memes. That people are ignoring you. If you have to ask people, why are you ignoring me? You probably should turn and look in a mirror for a second and go, I'm being ignored. Well, let's retrace my steps. I only sent him 153 bad memes today. I got, I'm a meme, I have a lot of meme people. Meme people send me things. And most of the time, Any I really things enjoy. that were, like you said, that had been going on since uh, before 2011 oh. that happened. Right. I mean, if you go back, the people that uh, were found, yeah, this happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, uh, Broom had mentioned the one thing, like if Bill Clinton's job was the way it was, Kennedy. even to this day, Kennedy. Kennedy was a monster. Jefferson. Well, and we know that. <laughs> That's going back a little too far. I know. But, you know, even back to like uh, Bush and, you know, Biden to a certain degree with his handsy, touchy whisper thing that everybody's on. It's just everybody. everybody's guilty of making someone uncomfortable. And you can make multiple people uncomfortable. It's not – it's just – it's not the – I just don't think over a 17-year span, 10 or 11 stories that come out that are unsavory are enough to say, this guy can't work ever again. The John Gruden thing is, is the first one for me. It's like, oh, wow. At 10 years ago, he said stuff wildly inappropriate, privately. And uh, and he can't work. I mean, we talked about that technology. If they come out with the uh, thing that figures out your inner thoughts. Oh, my God. I'm just going to hang myself. Oh, you should, you you're done. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Everyone is. Everyone is. Yeah. Because what, like Louis C.K. said, he hates, he hates the N-word more than the actual word itself because you make me the racist. When you say N-word, my brain goes and says it. And you're like, damn it. That's true. And <laughs> you're the one who knows what it is. So it's really no it's, – it's the same thing as, as the, uh, you know, the dominoes that fell when it used to be uh, for fat kids' pants. Big kids. Yeah. Fat kid pants. Husky. Husky. And then it started to get, like, nicer. But it meant the Plus same size. thing. It meant the same thing. Plus size. You know? Uh, curvaceous, voluptuous, like all the words. And then they became... just simple. Excel. Yeah, and, and then it became synonymous with fat and became a new word to call them. Yeah, she's voluptuous, all right. It's like, oh, you're calling me fat. Well, before, that's not what it meant. But until you tried to cushion the blow, and you can cushion it because you're a beanbag. Yeah. She's a pig. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I like Brett's way <laughs> because it means the exact same thing. Big boned, oversized human. It's just stupid. So the more you kind of like, okay, now the N-word will eventually be something we don't say because it's too offensive. Not the actual N-word, but the N-word right. will be the one where we like, well, now you can't do it. Because it would it, – it, look, you'd still – a black guy would still get mad if you like, look, N-word. It's not safe when you use it like that. It isn't. This N-word and I, it's like, well, that guy is being racist. So you can still use it the safe way. And still be horrible. It's it's intent. You can't walk in and go, what's up, my N-word? Yeah, if I said, hey, N-words, how are you? You wouldn't do that because you know that's just that's as bad as saying it. Or the person that's big in your office. What's up, you fat pig? <laughs> right. I mean, well, it's still that's the problem that guys would say, I'd oh, like yeah, she's big. Whatever. All right, Brady, I get it. That was passive aggressive. I'll stop. <laughs> fat bitch. <laughs> yeah. 
safe, but we're friends. In a few years when we're not friends and you spill the beans and you've got that tape on me, I'll be like, oh, that fat bitch got me. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's funny for a hundred. We had a reasons. guy at the station, the old station. That's exactly why he got. He called you a was, fat bitch? No, no, no. Oh. Called a uh, girl that. Was the she? receptionist on the and phone. Was he wrong? Uh, no, not on the, uh, <laughs> you know, anatomically, but you just don't. It's you, not. You have nice. a phone call. We'll take a message, you fat. No, jeez. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's just, that's again, the malicious intent. Is, it's not funny. It's nothing. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. That's wrong. And if you're doing that enough and you're the owner of the place, people will file it. And if the guy didn't back down on it, what? She is. What? She is. <laughs> Surprised she took five seconds away from eating to complain. Somebody told me I'm lying. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> told me. All right. I guess. Anybody with me? Who's with me? <laughs> I guess. Nobody's I'm, with me. I'm a blind idiot because I'm wrong about that. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know I'd lost my eyesight. I was hallucinating. Extra her. But yeah, it's, you know, you shouldn't insult people like that with malicious intent. Now, Sarver pulling that dude's pants down is a hilarious That's a tough story. situation. But again, it's a guy who doesn't know he's not funny, doesn't know that people are nervous around him. He thinks he's one of the gang. He's dying to be one of the gang. Yeah. And he's playing along and he takes wants it too to be far. Cool owner. He wants to be the cool guy. And he, he pants the salesperson. The fact that guy didn't go to HR that day. And he said, it's because I was standing next to the person who runs HR and said, please don't sue us. And he's like, I won't. Don't worry. Then you've made a decision at that very moment not to go forward with something. And I know there's pressure on that, but you have to live with that. I, I, I think. Now, there'll be other people out there that argue with me to go, no, because you feel pressure to not do it. And it's embarrassing. And what? Yep, it's embarrassing. And sometimes you just have to get over those things. And it sucks. And it certainly does make you feel weird. But you don't want your boss to be... You know what we're creating is a bunch of bosses that won't talk to you, that are hard as hell, that are crusty, and they're just A to B. And that's not the environment anybody really wants Krusty's to work Crusty's not going to work. No. Well, just- You got to be tender. But it's going to come across as crusty. I know. It's going to come across as this guy doesn't like me. That's, that's a worse toxic work environment to me is a boss that has no time for you. A My boss th- that- th- Oh, it's tough. I'm with you. It, just the, the, the eggshell. Exactly. Like, is he is mad at me? Worst. Or is he? No, he can't talk to us. We've created an environment now where the boss can't speak to the employees. You're actually building a bigger class problem in the hierarchy of things where the bosses will not talk to the workers because the workers will revolt and say if he, if he missteps, he's out. So his safest plan is to not speak to you unless you need to be spoken to. And usually that's in a bad thing. So it's, you know. You can't compliment anybody. It's just we're, it's a weird thing, and the Sarver thing really shines a light on the idea of like, you want it to go this way? Yeah, unsavory, yes. Uh, bad look, absolutely. Innocent before proven guilty, it's out the door. It's he's guilty now. He is this guy, and I, the people that I heard last night chatting away about it, and the stuff I saw in the news this morning and last night before I turned in. Was uh, they found all the people that went? This is awful. My, uh, I was sick to my stomach when I heard it. He's got to go. Like you, you feed the beast of media by making it more salacious. If you've got everybody on your side, it's not easy to read, but it's also a thing where you're like, if this was my workplace, would I hang this dude? I would have done it earlier. I guess that's just the difference between me and somebody who's like, I'm afraid of HR. I'm not. If if Trip pants to me. 
and said, get over it, sissy, and then walked away, I'd be like, no, you're done. And I guess that's just me being stronger than some other people. That would, I, If I feel the need to get you in that regard, I'm going to take advantage of it right then and there. I'm not going to wait years before I have a complaint about it. That's my problem. And I understand there's pressure and some people are scared. I'm not one of those. So you have to take my word for the fact that some people aren't scared and that doesn't make me different than you. And it doesn't, it just makes me think your way's wrong. Just like you'd say, no, not everybody can do it your way. Right. And I can't do it yours because I, I wouldn't, I don't think, uh, I don't think sounds old fashioned. I don't think it's the manly thing to do to wait 10 years and say, I was embarrassed once. And if you're not over it by now, 10 years ago, Brett got pantsed at a party. Uh huh. Well, is he complaining about that now? He's not over it? He still worked here the entire that, 10 years? That's, and that's on you. Then, that's the that worst point. thing that happened to him in those 10 years? Uh, and you stuck around the entire time? You never sought uh, a new job or looked around for anything? We wonder why the hell you were here doing overnights, not looking for work. Sometimes I wondered time. the same. You didn't even have <laughs> your toxic work environment. And you were the only one in here. Why weren't you looking for another job? And in some situations, I, I get the fact that, oh, if I go in and complain, then I'm on that list, and I'll. Okay. I'm on my way out the door. That's I why you do pressure. the complaint because you feel so much pressure. Of that's the, why you go in and make paperwork your friend. No, right. That's well, exactly that's the, why you do complain. That's why they had right. HR. That's why it's in every building. Is so you don't like you go in and say I filed the paperwork, and if I'm on a list now to get fired for saying this guy pantsed me, and it made me wildly uncomfortable, and he's the owner, and I have no recourse against him. And I'm, this is the only thing I've got, and I'm filing. You might get fired, but guess what? A billionaire pantsed you and then fired you. You're going to win. So, yeah, my, my belief is if you have that, you know, you can wait a day or two for sure, but 10, 12 years later, you're yeah, like, no, ridiculous. man, you're just, being, you're, just, you're just being a bitch. You probably deserve to be pantsed in the public square. But yeah, I just, you know, it's, that's wildly inappropriate. Robert Sarver's 100% wrong. And again, I'm not a fan of his, but I'm a fan of the idea that I don't want the workplace to turn into what you said, like eggshells and fear and, and the boss can't talk to anybody and you can't talk to him and you can't talk to anybody underneath you because they're all looking at you like when my boss makes a mistake, I'm getting him and I don't even need evidence anymore. All I have to do is say he says bad things. Yeah, but it's bad. And I think this, I think he's toast, to be honest with you. As much as I disagree with it, I think he's toast. And I'll reserve judgment on the whole thing because we don't know it all. But if this is all ESPN's got, it's a hit job. And the NBA's in on it. And the employees of the Suns are in on it. People want him out. And they, this is the best they've got. It's not much, but it's the best they got. So I we, think he's done. We talked about it yesterday, though. He's going to come out of this making bank, too, yeah. from what he paid for it. Right. So, I mean, his name will be trashed, but he's but not going to be destitute by any I means. I talked to Caliendo about this the other day. John Gruden can retire quit completely and he's actually pretty much got a a a case against uh this investigation that that had hung him yeah because the investigation wasn't about him and they leaked information and if it turns out they find out who leaked it and whatever he can go after that but he's got enough money to go away i don't know this i don't know this feeling i have no i would like this feeling someday where he's got so much money that that's no longer the important thing and now your ego is your currency and like Robert Sarver has enough money to sit back and say, that's never going to be a problem. So I don't care about the billions that would come in and stack on top of the pile I've already got. I'm Robert Sarver. And that is what he's leading with. Now, that's his ego saying, you can't damage this. This is, this is mine. This is like my, like my money. Fine. 
Because I'm with you. Like the, the way I think about it, I'm like you give me a couple billion dollars, I'll go to an island wow. and you'll never hear from me again. Yeah. But this guy needs Papa to be John. heard from. Papa John. I still don't understand what happened there. But he's all, a, oh, he pops a, up every once yeah, in a while. It's like, like, just go away. Yesterday. Oh, yeah, I've, I've tried 40 pizzas in the last uh, right. 40 days. And i got to tell you, it's not as good as it used to be. No, and that's where you're like, your <laughs> ego is all you have. The money is there. That's secondary to you. All of us normal people are like, you give me that much money, I can figure out a way to make this feel okay. Because we're going from zero to – they're going from having a lot to having even more. And uh, they can't not be in the spotlight. Alec Baldwin can't not pull over and talk to cameras. They can't hide. There's, some, there's something different going on with people in that position. There's just something different about it. I don't have it. Like, I clear my name. I don't need to. If, if you give me a billion dollars, I don't care what you think of me. But I think that's what most of us normals think. People who have tons and tons of money are like, no, my name means more than this money. Because they want, they want to have some sort of mark on the world. For history's sake, I have I have none of that. I would love to disappear. I wish someone would say, "Here's two billion dollars," and tell maybe people, maybe tell that's them. some of their thing that would be hard for them. They're like, uh, "I'm a billionaire. I just can't disappear." Like that's that. the point. They yeah. think they're they're important to the planet's rotation. Right. But again, you give me a billion bucks and say, "All you got to do is admit you said the n word like a thousand times." I'm like, "I'll say it a thousand times right now on TV for a billion dollars." Then you got to disappear from society. I want to do that anyway. Goodbye. You're going to give me a billion dollars to do that? Okay. What else do you need me to say? Oh, here's a list of horrible things. Okay. Tack on another billion. I'll do this like multiple times a day. <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> no problem. All of us can. Everybody's like, oh, that's. If you have a price, your morality disappears for a billion dollars. That's sitting in front of you, and you're like, hmm. Brady, Brady, even, not even, that much. even Brady would do it. <laughs> uh, have sex with a prostitute on CNN right now. Here's a billion dollars. Brady's pulling his pants down before. I'm like, it's not even a real scenario, and he's already pantsless. He pants himself. So, of course, everybody's got a thing. I got no problem with that. I would never compromise my morals. Well, I would. You're silly. <laughs> no problem with that. There's You're, a couple scenarios I'm thinking of that that you would do I'd immediately. Be, no, it'd be tough. Like what? I wouldn't kill somebody. Well, like when you said a billion dollars, I want you to say this. I'd kill somebody. I'd kill somebody for a billion. OJ did it for a hell of a lot less. You're right. And he lost a lot of money doing it. He still seems happy. Brett's right. Billion dollars, I think I'd slaughter somebody for you. (laughs) Might be hard, but I'd do it. That's a tough one. I don't know. That's hard. Like I couldn't, I don't think I could do it by hand. I could do it like a. I could snipe. Again, it comes back to not a violent man. Some of those things, knowing what you did it for, and then yeah, billion dollars. Be able to shake it off. Yeah, I'm going to buy an island somewhere. I'll see you guys later. I think I could shake it off. (laughs) I don't know if I could. Sure, I'd live with guilt for a while, and then I'd be like, "But my yacht feels so nice." The murder part's a little tough, but yeah, depends on who I'm killing, right? What are your scenarios? I can't think of that. Would be one murder. Yeah, murder is illegal. I don't know that I'd break the law. Uh, like in a violent fashion for a billion dollars. But I'd do some unsavory stuff. I, uh, basically, it would be uh, the, uh, the tough one. It comes back from uh, basically we want you to say, you know, this would be the, the test. What you have believed in, you, yeah. your core value or whatever, we want you to say no. It's like bend the knee to the king. Okay. Like say this uh, God does not happen. That would be a, a tough one. 
for you wouldn't say God doesn't exist for a billion dollars, and then just go right back to believing it. I, I thought about that. You've said it here on the show. I've got tape of you saying it. And I didn't get paid. Right. So for a billion, you should do it again. <laughs> you did it for free once. Come on. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you get one free one. Watch this. There's no God. Oh, nuts. And it looked nothing right, but happened. That's I'm not, but I'm saying whatever your core value would sure. be. Like, like, would that be, you know, and the ripple effect after the, it's funny. You, you, that's the quandary that people. That, that's quandary you're putting on yourself, though. Yeah, you put it on yourself. Yeah, you just get over that real fast. Spending. Buy a couple Chipotle's. You'd be all right. <laughs> You'd make it. <laughs> I did this because I said there's no God, but I was lying. It, you're. It's good. There you go. You lied. Two things in you one. Get your Chipotle, and they get the order wrong. Didn't even like believe they it did last night. Didn't I mean, even just... believe it. That's where you draw a line. If I had a suitcase with a billion dollars, you wouldn't say there is no God. You'd say it so fast, my head would spin. It would spin. Where am I saying it? Here's a end of the microphone. <laughs> 100,000 watts right behind yeah, you. I think you'd do that for a couple hundred bucks <laughs> if I just had 200 in hand. It's a pleasure doing business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> everybody everybody will forgive it for uh, that. But those billionaires live in a different animal. So Robert Sarver sitting back saying, well, I can't, I can't have my name besmirched. I have to fix this because I'm too important to society. You're really not. Nobody's that important. We all live. We all die. And by the way, you're just renting your stuff. So everything you've got here on the planet – Meanwhile, it stays. Billionaires got stimulus checks last year, <laughs> right? And people are angry about that. And they don't like people. Just don't like them. I, however, want to be one. I don't like them because I'm not one. That's the only reason why. Come on, Shimu. Yeah, I'm with Brett. Brett would be quicker to kill somebody for the billion. Oh yeah, I'd him and Han. There's no him and Han. Oh, why are you a it would not out take there? a billion. A billion would be easy. Yeah, a billion dollars. I think I'd be like Brett's lookout. <laughs> could i get a couple hundred thousand out of this if i just tell you not, right. not yet not yet shoot anyway yeah the sarver thing's dangerous he said she said and it's a dangerous world when we start that because if i'm sarver i got a team of people looking to try to get the the writer back and hopefully he's cleared his instagram account and facebook and all the things he's ever done because oh boy that's a slippery one right there anyway so everybody's the talk of the town is the robert sarver thing and i'm really not seeing too much crazy about it. It's bad, but how bad? Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? A careful, very careful one. Can't have any bad words. That's going to that's gonna be the next thing. God, I don't know how music survived anything. I don't know how music has survived a single thing. We have songs about rape, murder, uh, God, everything you can imagine that's horrible. And some of them are great. Misogyny. Rap is all about. Uh, what Robert Sarver's about to lose his sons for. Maybe we'll just play an instrumental. Like Gary Glitter. And there's nothing wrong with playing that Gary Glitter song, is there? Oh, wait, no, he's no. a child molester. Damn it all, we can't do anything. Uh, give us a wake-up song. 585-9800, let's start this Friday positively. It's 98 KUBD. Wake up! Pathetic. 98. That's it. That's bonkers! You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.